All right. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Daniel Teaches Experience. I am super, super excited to have on one of my good friends, Mr. Alex Chan. Alex, how are you, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you? You know, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Those like that, like last week of school, I was like, let me just get this over with. Let's make it to the holidays. And now I'm just cruising, man. I'm just Netflixing and YouTubing and I'm good. I'm relaxed now. Me too, man. Me too. Truth be told that last week was really tough, but now it's just no stress, which is fantastic. How good do you feel, Alex, just like looking up at your calendar? Like, I know you can like notice my calendar behind me where it's just free, nothing. There's no tests. There's no midterm. There's no project. Like how, how does it feel when you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, like, I've got nothing to do. It feels fantastic. Actually. It feels amazing. Um, I've, I've always like felt during school that there's something that I'm not doing. You know, that feeling like there's always something that you're not doing. And now, even now, I sort of feel that. And then I just have to remind myself, oh, my God, I'm in winter break, you know. So it's it's great. It's great. I love That's it, man. Awesome. Yeah, uh, the last exam for me was the hardest, the statistics. But um, got through that one, got through it. Yeah, same boat, man, same boat. Stats is always one of those ones, man, where, like, when I'm going into it, I'm like, man, why do I have to learn this? But when you take a step back, you do understand the importance of it, right? Especially for mm-hmm. people like us. You know how people say, you know, a study found that, well, you know, can you actually properly read a study, right? Can you look at its methods and analysis and figure out, oh, that's what you did, you know? So I think it is it is important to know, even though I'm not a huge fan, I do think, you know, knowing the basic stats is a, is a good thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's important stuff. Totally, man. Now let's talk about something a little bit more interesting, a little bit more exciting, and something that I actually wanted to get into, but I haven't gotten into it yet. Alex, you told me just before we started this podcast, you were playing chess last night with a friend. Tell me about chess. How long have you been playing chess for? Um, Well, my grandpa taught me the rules when I was a kid, maybe about seven or six. And, um, you know, I, I just knew the rules up until maybe about three years ago, I started to nerd out a little bit and you know, look up some tactics or openings or, you know, little strategies here and there. And I played a friend that I had back in Cambodia and we would play online. And then we both got really into it because we're both sort of competitive, right? So he would, he would learn something, I would learn something and we would bash it out. And then, you know, as school picked up, I, I sort of dropped it. And then 2020 happened obviously and I had so much time and I picked up chess again and I love it I love it I play every day it's a lot of fun man it's a lot of fun every day every day man every day I find time for it no no you just play online with your friend every day or like you're not playing by yourself are you or does that work too well I uh I play with strangers on this website chess.com but it's not a sponsor I promise. <laughs> I promise. that's so cool uh, that's wild yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, they match you up against strangers that are a similar level. So, you know, you can play with somebody and have a good challenge. And it's, it's a lot of fun. That's good, man. I would have to look into like the, the positive impacts that a game like chess would have on your brain and like on your functioning, right? Because you would think like to mm-hmm. think strategically about the rules and the game and what your opponent is going to do. It has to impact you like positively in some way, right? You would think. Maybe, yeah. or maybe I'm just making that up because I, I didn't look into this. This is just off the top of my head. 
Yeah, man. Well, it's interesting. You know, I think chess has almost that prestige where if someone's good at chess, people think that person is really smart, you know, and I don't know if that's true. I don't know if, you know, if you're good at chess, that means you're smart intellectually, but I think it, it is logic based game. It's like a puzzle, I suppose. But um, I notice it's more pattern recognition than others. If you if you do enough puzzles and you have a pattern recognition set and that occurs during the game, it's like almost like memorization where you just do the best move possible. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite thing about chess? Oh man, that's tough. Um, I like the, almost the aesthetic of it, you know, and I love, I love how complicated it can get within just maybe eight moves or something. And then you're, it gets really, it gets more and more complicated and it's, at least for me, it feels, it feels like a high tense movie, you know, where your heart's beating and wow. you're thinking, man, I really care about this. And then you're also thinking, why do I care about this? But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. What's been, Alex, what's been like the longest, hardest chess game? Like, was there ever one where you're sitting there for like an hour and 10 minutes? You're like, oh my God, like you're drenched with sweat. Like not literally, but you're like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get out of here um nothing really super memorable to be honest but i did have a game with a friend where we would make a move a day a move a day um, a move a day but you know it was easy because we we just went on the website made a move and then you know went to school or whatever and then the next day did the same but um i forgot how that went oh i was, I was gonna say did you win <laughs> oh all right man. i would have been on you <laughs> thanks man i appreciate that you're welcome buddy you're welcome is it um if you had to like recommend would you recommend getting into chess man or not really is it just like getting into another board game or no would you be like you know what this is worth looking into i think it's really worth looking into i think it's really worth looking into it teaches you a lot of things um and you know if you're into that sort of thing if you like strategy and you know uh you've had an uncle or grandpa maybe play chess it might be fun that's a might be a fun way to reconnect with them you know so yeah do you play chess man me and my friend i haven't played chess in years i um oh I, yeah I, I got taught the rules by someone probably my my parents and i, I know mm -hmm. the rules vaguely but mm -hmm. um to be honest with you the best memory i have of chess is this and it's gonna sound a little ridiculous but to okay. my pc gamers so there's a game on pc and some of the youngsters mm -hmm. might not know but it's called sims and there's like Sims mm -hmm. one, two, three, four. And this is one thing where like, if you let your like person do an activity, he gets better at it. And I kept sending my person to do chess. And like you said, Alex, like his logic skill would increase and it like make him like more logical and sophisticated and smarter and a better person than other people who didn't play chess. All right, maybe not that last one, but it was still, it was, it was, it was dope. And I think like, that's one of those games where I always think, I love the connection that you made because when you think of chess, it is some prestige to it. You know, it's, it's elegant. It's, I think of this fine board, you know, maybe premium made. You generally don't think about two people, you know, I don't know, like out of shape and uneducated sitting there and just tossing. You think of like two posh, you know, PhD, you know, Cuban cigar, you know, pushing, you know, checkmate. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it has that feeling about it, right? Right, right, right. hell yeah. Oh, dude, um, I completely forgot. I didn't say this. Have you seen a Queen's Gambit on Netflix? I have. I have. It's a great show, I think. How is it? Is it good? Because I just realized that that's about chess, right? And like, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. nothing about it. And you're a chess player. What are your thoughts on that show? Oh, it was great, man. And the thing is, um, whoever was their consultant for the actual chess scenes, 
knew what they were talking about because it was real chess. Like you didn't see the board set up wrong. You know, in some movies they have the board set up wrong. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I know, right? I know, like, um, like a common mistake is that the queen and the king are are in the wrong spot. Oh. It actually matters where they are. But um, and yeah, this this uh, show was awesome. It was really good. It was really really good. You know, I was hooked from the beginning. It was great. Um, I recommend it, man. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Awesome, buddy. I'll be playing chess and watching that by tonight, then. Do it, man. Do it. You know, <laughs> I, you would love it. I think you would love it. Yeah, that's true, man. Awesome. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely keep that in mind. Now, Alex, my friend, you've you've got this to completely just change gears. You've got this superpower, and when you first showed it to me, I was like, "Holy smokes!" I've always heard about guys like you. I've seen them on YouTube. But I've never, like, I, I've only seen one in person. I had my cousin uh, back in Europe. But, but to have you do it, like, in front of me, in front of a bunch of people, in the cafeteria, and people are listening, they're like, Daniel, what did he do in front of you, in front of a bunch of people? Don't worry, it's nothing bad. Alex, you do magic, man. That is so cool. I, I got to ask, how did you get involved in magic? And at what point did you know, like, whoa, like, I'm, like it's not just like a, oh, that's cool, but, like, I really want to get good at this thing. And well, first of all, I'm pretty flattered. <laughs> Thank you. And um, well, you know, to be truth be told, it's not a miracle story, but it did start with a guy on TV, right? And he came on this game show and he blindfolded himself. They checked the blindfold it was legit and everything. And he borrowed somebody else's deck that, that was shuffled, right? And they put it in his hand. And then he dealt one card at a time. And then he stopped and he put one card to the side. And then he did that four more times, right? So he had five cards laid out. And he turned it over and it was a royal flush. And I was so mind blown. I was watching, I think I was 13. I had just moved here. You know, I had just moved here and I was about 13, 12, 13. And I was mind blown. So the same day I went out to PharmaSave up the road from here and I bought a deck of cards and I blindfolded myself and I was just trying to think, how is this possible? And then I really just went down the rabbit hole. You know, it's like the deeper I went, more, the more I didn't know. And then the more I knew, the more I didn't know. And it just kept growing and growing and uh, became an obsession at first, you know? And I think a part of it was, you know, um, being the new kid at, you know, in a new country, you want to find some a way to break the ice. Initially, it was about that, you know. Um, but now it's really become like, oh, I really love this art. That's beautiful, man. How many hours, Alex, would you say you you spent doing this? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, or how many years? We should say how many years? How many years? Let's say uh, about seven, seven or seven eight. years. That's a long time, man. Yeah, it's gonna be eight. It's gonna be eight soon. Oh um, shoot. In fact, did you uh, want to see something? I, I prepared a little something for you guys. I would love to. Hey, for the people listening on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, I appreciate it. I love you. If you want to see this amazing trick, please go to YouTube. The full thing's up. You can see the visuals of this amazing card trick. Go for it, Alex. Perfect. There we go. I'm getting you some more views for the video, man. <laughs> love it, baby. I'm excited. Oh, man. Um, so I'm sort of humbly sat here on the floor. Uh, perfect. Can you see this little pad? Yep. Yep. Perfect. Um, Daniel, 
-hmm. I just want you to confirm for everybody watching that there's no that there's no setup. I didn't ask you to say something or go go for a specific card. Like this is the you have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah, so for everybody watching and listening, I have no clue what's going to happen. This has not been prearranged. I had no idea this was going to happen. I knew we were going to talk about magic. I didn't know we were mm -hmm. going to get an exclusive. I'm just looking at a deck of cards right now, and uh, that, that's all I know. Perfect. So I'm, I'm almost going to dedicate this trick to the story I told you, okay? So it's, it's mm -hmm. about locating a card. Um, Daniel, I want you to think of a card, but do it this way. Just think of the number first. Let that number formulate in your mind. And then think of the suit, club, heart, spade, or diamond. And then when you're ready, say the exact card that you're thinking of. Wait, like say it out loud? Yeah. Okay. Ten of hearts. The ten of hearts. Is that a fair choice? You could have gone for the two of spades, the three of clubs. You went for the ten of hearts. Yes. Okay. I'm going to just go through the deck about let's say here a random spot mm -hmm. yeah hopefully hopefully it's the tough huh. holy <laughs> shoot but daniel actually that's not i mean the cards maybe somehow i memorize exactly where the, where every card was or they're marked or even though none of those things are the case because the best part is that there is no deck of cards. that is so crazy holy shit! that is the only card in the deck and it's not like there's two cards stuck together or oh, and that what is the hell? crazy and if you had went for the nine of hearts or the jack of hearts that would have gone completely wrong so yeah, man, that's wow. that's a little something for you. Hey, so for everybody listening, basically, uh, Alex had this deck, and I said, you know, I'm thinking of the Ten of Hearts, and he just picks out this random card in the middle, and it happens to be the Ten of Hearts. Like, what are the chances, right? And the weird thing is when he flips all the cards over, they're all blank, except the Ten of Hearts. Now, people might say, oh, you know, he put it in that specific place, or he knew, but how could he have known that I would have picked the Ten of Hearts and not the Seven of Spades, you know, or not the Two of clover so that is very interesting mm -hmm. yeah well you know doing what we do being psychology students i'm really right now actually i'm really into that psychology like psychological mentalism that sort of thing that side of magic I'm really into that right now that's dope, man. That's so sick, guys. One more time, if you're listening to this on just podcast form, I would highly recommend you come check this out on YouTube because I want you to see literally what I just saw. It was very fascinating. Uh, dude, Alex, I got to ask, man, having, you know, one of the beauties of being in a psychology class with so many different people, you know, they kind of have their different perspectives. Someone really wants to work with kids. You know, someone wants to look into drug abuse. Having someone who is, you know, maybe coming from this perspective of perception and, you know, and, and your eyes, you know, deceiving you and with respects to magic, like, what is your outlook on, on like our psychology classes? I don't know if I worded that really well, but I, what I mean is, you know, being a magician and going into psychology classes, like, what do you look to take away from those classes? Man, that's a great question. And, you know, some psychology classes I might find, you know, there, there are a few things that relate, but the one psychology class for me was perception. Um, sensation and perception and you know how the how the eye translates what it's seeing into the brain and I felt like 
innately, I understood that really well, but I didn't know the right terminologies or I didn't know, you know, what this theory was called. But, you know, I, I knew, like I know, for example, if I hold this deck of cards up, your mind automatic, automatically fills that information. It's a deck of cards, it's 52, they mm -hmm. have faces, you know, so there's no assumption that it could be a blank deck. And, you know, things like that in, in that class was really, really interesting. And I took some things away for sure. Um, but one thing I do really want to study is influence. If you could like psychologically influence somebody, that is, that is interesting. And maybe I implanted the 10 of hearts into your mind since the beginning of the call. I don't know. You guys can rewind and look for it. Maybe I did. But um, I, I really want to study that, man. I don't know. What, what for you have you... Is there like a psychology class that you took away like for real life purpose, you know, where you, you could take that and just put it in your daily life, you know, where you could analyze somebody, you know, how people say that to you. Oh, you're a psychology student. Oh, don't analyze me. You know, that sort of thing. Have you ever had that sort of skill set where you just pick it up from a class? For me, it's not quite like that, but what about for you? I, that's a, that is a really good question, Alex. Um, I would definitely have to say there are bits and pieces here and there. And one of the mm -hmm. beauties of psychology, I just want to give a shout out to the, to just that, that kind of program as a whole is look, look at me and you, Alex, we're both in psychology and my takeaways always refer back to mental health and tips for anxiety and motivation. And then for you to just completely flip it and focus on, you know, the perception, how the I, you know, that's relationship with the brain and influence. It just shows you how two people can be studying the same thing, but there's so many vast areas in psychology. So I don't want people to think, you know, mm. if they come in, they have mm -hmm. to study depression. Like, no, man, you don't. Like there's so many things with neuroanatomy and social psychology and lifespan psychology, mm. positive psychology. So I think that is a really, really cool thing that we highlighted just now. Because people hear me talk about like the mental health aspect a lot, but if there's people listening to this, mm -hmm. which I'm sure they are, who aren't big on that and are really big on the things that you're talking about like the brain and how that works i think uh you you hooked a lot of people with that but to answer your question alex i would definitely say there's parts where i i hear a theory in class and i think this was one of them was just in my first ever introductory like mental health and well-being classes or you know i took a class recently on the fundamentals of clinical psychology and i'm hearing these theories and i can't help but think okay based on you know let's say what freud said or this person said how can you take what they've their theory and practically apply it to today's world. Like, how can I leave class, come home, make a YouTube video and say, okay, mm -hmm. based on what I learned, this is one thing that you can implement in your life right now that will positively impact you, right? Me telling you, hey, Freud did this and that and that and this, it's not as, as meaningful to someone who's never taken a psychology class before in their life. But if I can, you know, rip away what I believe is to be essential, like, hey, you know, Freud had this interesting idea of the id and the ego, meaning just, hey, man, you have this part of you which really just wants pleasure. It wants to eat chocolate, run up a mountain, you know, eat chips and just, you know, enjoy pleasurable activities. And then you have this other part of you that just wants to, you know, make sure that you, you get your work done and, you know, you're a good son and you're a good boyfriend. You take care of your responsibilities. So I feel like when I can break down those theories into real practical application that let's say a 13 year old can understand like that's my bread and butter man that's really what i'm like mm -hmm. oh like i gotta write this down this is so interesting man that's great and dude you should be a salesman i'm just <laughs> saying you should be a salesman oh man. you could be a good salesman but uh man that's a good way to put it and i think that's a good way to study too of all things 
because um, if you go home and you make a video about it, you know, it's like writing an essay. You're going to be knowledgeable about that thing. Um, that's a, I don't know. Have you found that that, you know, that's almost like a, a byproduct of making these videos where it's, you're almost studying for it in a sense, right? A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. I yeah. don't know who said it, but they were like, man, if you can teach something, you know it. If I've ever yeah. not, if I've yeah. ever avoided a topic, it's because I don't feel as competent about it. And I don't want to, you know, mm -hmm. spread misinformation. So that's why I don't mm -hmm. talk about it. I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's a reason you haven't made a video about, you know, whatever, you know, action potential and neurons firing off. It's because you don't feel mm -hmm. as, you know what I mean? So, but definitely, man, I think you're hundred percent right. It definitely helps. Cool, 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 man. That's pretty cool. And that's good that you're not, you know, I, I see some people on YouTube where, you know, they sort they claim to know everything and they make a video about everything where they might not be so knowledgeable, but, you know, you probably being in university, you, you know, that's, that's good that you know when to, when to learn more about something and then come back. And that's really important, I think, especially oh, in this day and age where you can send a link to 500 different people and, you know, it's just, that's crazy. It's crazy. 100% man I'm an idiot for anyone listening like I am I am so dumb like I'm not even like BSing you folks there's so much I don't know and this was the Don Kruger effect right in psychology it was like the more you get involved in something the more you realize how much you don't know it's like imagine you starting this magic and you're like oh this is pretty nice this is pretty simple and then you get six months in you're like holy shoot like there's so much involved right you can apply that to martial arts you can apply that to an instrument to fishing to almost anything so I would completely agree with you man yeah wow it's, it's so funny you mentioned that because just recently i've been really feeling like oh my god you know this i'm out of my depth you know i was i was studying something magic related and it, it got so complex not really just a trick per se or an effect but more of like a like a theoretical based how to perform well and you know it gets into theater and it gets into all this stuff and i thought oh my gosh i should probably take a theater class at uvic but um or anywhere yeah that's interesting man that's interesting there's a guy yeah. by the name of uh, jordan belford he was known as the wolf of wall street and there was this movie made about him starring leonardo dicaprio mm -hmm. have you seen it by any chance great yeah. movie great, <laughs> great movie. movie man yeah, I yeah love a, lot it. Of, I love a lot of cool cats in there jonah hill was in there too and um, I caught this one line that Jordan Belfort was saying, not in the movie, but, but the real guy. He was talking about learning a skill. And he basically said in the beginning, he called the individual unconsciously incompetent, meaning mm -hmm. you don't even know what you don't know. Like you don't even know mm -hmm. how much there is to learn until eventually you become unconsciously competent. Like you can do it with your eyes closed. Just like you said earlier in chess, you just make the best move. You know, it's muscle memory. You're like, oh, obviously, you know, it, it's everything mm -hmm. just clicks. It's like tying your shoes, right? You don't think about it. You can look away. Mm -hmm. You can think about what you're going to plan. You don't have to consciously think, all right, I'm going to pull the string and pull the string and cross it. So I thought that was very, very interesting. And Alex, dude, I, I find this so fascinating. So for someone who starts getting into magic, right? And it's lots of perception and sleight of hand and logic and influence, how do you go from like showing a trick to me, like one person, and then showing it to, let's say, a group of 10 people, you know, or, or could you imagine yourself like performing in front of like, I, I, did, I might be mistaken, but Alex, did you say you used to perform at, like a restaurant, like, like a room full of people? Well, yeah, I performed um, at a cafe. Cafe, and, cafe, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I really wanted to start increasing the venues, getting out of my comfort zone and going from close up magic to sort of going more to stage and theater and you know I you know things were picking up 
and then 2020 happened, but that's okay. Mm. That's okay. If anything, it's an opportunity to improve, be a bit more prepared. Um, but yeah, man, that's a great question. Uh, I've had moments, especially in the beginning where it was really hard and I got sort of pushed into performing for a classroom one time in high school where a teacher said, Hey, wait, you're that magician or something, right? You know, come in. And he put me right in the middle of his class. Ooh. And I was surrounded by a ring of people. Oh, it's right. I was so embarrassed that I said, oh, no, you know what? It's okay. And I, and I sort of ran out, right? Mm. But, um, you know, I've had moments now where I approach a group of people at university purposely. And I put myself in that position. And it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. And I, I, I sort of like that pressure. I, I like the group of 10, let's say, a bit more than one and one is great too because it's intimate but like as a performer it's gets you on your feet a bit and it's good I found it's good to sweat a little you know be a bit nervous get used to that crowd anxiety and all that so you know I've been pretty good at approaching people now I've I've worked out a uh, a way to do it you know some people are just creeped out if I walk up to them and say hey can I show you something and then they're like <laughs> who are you get away from me yeah i'm sure the like the uvic campus is pretty good you know you're not around you know like downtown but like hey can i show you something behind that tree over there like whoa man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah whoa why are you unzipping your pants yeah exactly um okay hey but, listen uh, alex okay please you continue your thought and then i have a comment oh sorry to interrupt. uh no, well at uvic i found a card that um a card that i play all the time and it, it's just Hey, I'm a psychology student, and I was wondering if I could do a quick psychology experiment on you for like three seconds. It's like where I implant something in your mind and see if it goes through. And it people are interested, man. People are like, "Oh, what's that?" You know. And I sort of frame it as as an experiment, really. And um, for example, the uh, the trick that you just saw, I would say, you know, I'm trying to put a card into your head right now, and believe it or not, I've already done it. It's in your subconscious right now. And I just wanted to see if I got it right, you know, and people, people eat it up for sure. And it's not, I'm not necessarily lying either, which is the best part. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. Alex, that's awesome. Brother, I have to go back to this gym, you know, from being a guy who just ran out of that classroom being like, nope, like I don't, I'm not going to perform to now purposely going out of your way putting yourself in those pressure situations to sweat a little on the adrenaline and I might mess up, but I feel confident. Mm -hmm. How do you transition from that first guy to that second guy? Cause there's many people listening to this who dream of being that, that you just said to be, to go up to people, whether it's, you know, asking out their crush, whether it's just doing what you're mm -hmm. doing, whether it's magic related, mm -hmm. anything performance related, but they're stuck in that first, you know, running away from that and not feeling comfortable. Like talk to me about that transition between that Alex and the one that I'm talking to right now. Well, yeah, man, I've had some magician friends or magicians online that I know that ask me, you know, how do you approach people and all that? And the key, there's one simple rule that if you follow, it will happen for you. And that's just to do it. You just have to do it. You have to do it one time, two times, five times, 50 times. And then you get desensitized to it. That, that was my method. If you do that so often that going up to strangers isn't scary for you, it'll work and you know set set little goals right don't dive into the deep end right away you know approach maybe one stranger that you think you know they look kind you know you 
you sort of look at, analyze them a little bit. Oh, you know, they're not in a rush. You know, they're just sat down at a park, you know, it's an old woman, you know, feeding pigeons. And then, you know, you just sit down and you say, hey, can I have a bit of your time? And, and what's the worst that can happen? You know, you have to ask yourself that question. What's the worst that could happen? Let's just say a group of 10 people are watching and I mess up a magic trick and I'd be like, oh, you know what, man? This went terribly wrong. But can I try it again with you though? I think you'd be great for this. And that's it. You know, and, the, and people don't remember it, you know? People only remember the beginning and the end. So if you just got to come off really strong and you'll be great. You just have to set yourself little goals and you'll be there. That's what I'll say. That is some amazing advice, my friend. And I'm so happy that that your answer is because a lot of people hearing what you just said, just do it, are going to think, oh, you know, yeah, that sounds cliche or duh. like there's a lot of people, Alex, who like I feel like they wait and they're ready for you to be like, all right, so I've got this magical pill. Right. And when I take it, I become instantly more confident and I blah, blah. Like it really is just super simple. But simple does not mean easy. Simple just means it's straightforward. Yeah. Simple means you just have to yeah. do it you know what you have to do and you do it over and over again. And I love how you said it because you're right. You do become desensitized, right? You make the uncomfortable mm -hmm. comfortable and then you become better at it. Mm -hmm. And that's how you improve. And I feel like a lot of people there, they're looking for this either shortcut or a way to avoid the pain and avoid the rejection and avoid the risk. Be completely honest, Alex. Is there a way to do what you do without ever messing up? Like you've, you've messed up in front of people before, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the only way to get better. In fact, I, I want, I almost want that to happen. You know, and I almost, I almost like, I sort of the friends that I have, you know, they're, they're real people, right? You know, they're really down to earth people. And, you know, back in the day when I was starting out, they'd be like, you know what, man, I saw that card in your hand, you know, and they'd be like, really, <laughs> like really, you know, open about Good. it. And I Good. loved, I loved it. I loved it. You know, and so I knew at that time, okay, don't bring the card out at that time or whatever, or, you know, don't have the exploding bunny appear at that moment of time, <laughs> you know, just, just stuff like that. And the more you mess up, the more, you know, not to do. And then the more that, you know, not to do means there's going to be less failures. That means more success. And it's just, honestly, man, you have to fail. I think, and that's, and that's for everything. I, I believe at least at this moment of time, I believe that's for everything, whether it be any hobby that you have, you have to fail. I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree. This idea of, you know, avoiding that feeling of failure, it's not possible. Like failure, like death possible. is inevitable. Like, like anything, mm -hmm. right? In relationships, at your work, things are going to come up that aren't in your control. And I think just embracing that failure, not, you know, just saying, mm -hmm. hey, man, there's nothing I can do about it. So let me just accept it. Let me learn from it, right? Let me take the best that I can from it. And I think, Alex, you've got such a healthy and 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 just monstrous attitude about it and monstrous i mean that in a super like beneficial way and like a and like you're gonna you're gonna march forward you know like you're gonna you're gonna tear the thank head you, off thank this you. dummy that's called failure yes because i think like you know failure cripples some people it hurts their self-esteem they mm -hmm. kind of swell down mm -hmm. and they don't want to proceed because it doesn't feel good but some other people man even though it hurts it doesn't feel good it makes you take a step forward it pushes you forward and when you do it makes you greater than you were yesterday and i feel like alex you are a perfect example of a person who's continued to strive who's continued to make mistakes put in time put in hours is very humble and is open about it and because of that alex i'm very happy that people got to listen to you today because no matter what you're doing, whether it's magic related, mental health related, you name it, failure is going to be involved. 
And when you can, like my friend Alex here, learn to embrace the failure and welcome it and hell, maybe even look forward to it. Because if you make a mistake, you can become better. I think that is such a more motivating mindset than like, oh God, I'm not going to do it because what if I fail? Man, really well put. You know, you know how to extract the psychological golden nuggets, you know, that, that some people can take away from. And uh, it's, you, I really think, you know, I really think if you want to succeed at something, and obviously I'm no, I'm no expert, but at the end of the day, if you want to be good at a hobby or if you want to be, be good at school or whatever, you just have to sit down and say to yourself, I'm going to fail no matter what, but can I take something away from that failure at the end of the day? It's all about the mindset as, as you know, as you know, but um, yeah, man, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. It's an interesting thing for sure. Wow. Just, the way you look at something can change your life completely. You, you said it, my friend. You absolutely said it. Alex, my friend, what is one final thing that we want to leave the listeners or the viewers with? What is one final message? One final message. Um, I will say go out there and fail today at least one time. Love it. Straight, uh, simple, to the point. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. That's what I like to hear. Uh, thank you so much for having me on, man. It was a pleasure, brother. Time flew by. Time, like, I honest to God, I, I don't even know. How long have we been doing this for, like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? Whew. Oh, my gosh, that awesome. dude. That's crazy. It, right? It, 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 that felt really, really short. I'm in the same that's... boat, man. Hey, Alex, brother, for all the people who just fell in love listening to you and watching you on YouTube, where can they find you? Or what are some of your social media handles? Um, you could come on my Instagram. It's a.freezenchan. And um, you'll see how Freezing Chan is spelled in the video. Perfect. Awesome. So, Alex, brother, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. I'll catch up with you soon. Yes, sir. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Daniel Leach Experience. My name is Daniel, and this was Alex.